creativity. That's the theme of today. It's our fourth message in a series of messages called 10,000 Places. It's the idea that for the summer that we're looking at these 10,000 places that God plays all around us. And my hope and the goal for the summer is that we might grow in our capacity to see God, to notice God, to watch for God in all of these places as we go through our regular daily life, that God is actually in all of these 10,000 places. And so today, we're going to look at creativity. And the message, there's four movements in this message today. And the first movement uh, is simply that God is creative. If you were here and what John was sharing with the kids is true, that God, God is creative. When you, when you read Scripture, if you open up Scripture and you start right at the very beginning in Genesis, one of the very, 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 very first things that we learn about God is that God is a creator God, that God is a creative God. I mean, certainly from Scripture, we learn a lot of other things. God is all-powerful. God is all-loving. God is forgiving. God is self-sacrificing. So Scripture teaches us all these things about all of these attributes of God. But right from the very beginning, we see that God is creative. Genesis 1.1 says it like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created. So right from the beginning, we see that God creates things. Genesis 1 shares that God created light. God created the heavens and the earth. God created the, the, the land and the waters and the oceans. And then God goes on to create the plants and then the animals and the humans. But this first movement is just from the very beginning that God is creative. Which moves us then very quickly into the second movement of the message. And we see this as well, this movement very quickly in Genesis 1. That not only is God creative, but that we are made in God's image. We as humans are made in God's image. And this comes in verse 26 and 27 of Genesis 1. Then God said, let us make man, mankind. It's, it's Adama. It's let us make mankind. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds and over the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. That's, that's all the bugs. That's dominion over all the bugs. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. He created them male and female. He created them. So if the first movement is that God is creative, and then the second idea is that humans are created in the image of God, and God is creative, then it 
it follows that we also are creators because we're made in the image of the creator God. And the point I'm trying to make with this, and I think what I see in the world around me is that human creativity is a reflection of God's creativity. Let me say that again. If God's a creator and we're made in the image of God, that human creativity is then a reflection of God's creativity. And and I think you can underline that or circle that because what I'm trying to suggest is that when we experience creativity, it's the way that we can come to understand God, that we can watch for God, that when we see human creativity, it's a reflection of God's creativity. Okay, so I'm going to show you something that uh, for me is one of these experiences of human creativity. I think it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I think when we see human creativity in our souls, there's something that happens where we celebrate, we experience the goodness of it. Uh, there's joy, there's kind of a participation. There's something that happens there. Because I think that this human creativity is reflecting God's creativity and it resonates with the creativity that's in each of us. So what I'm going to show, it's something that actually happened at the White House 10 years ago. So Barack Obama was still the president. You'll see Michelle Obama on here. The White House had an evening of music and poetry. And... uh, People hadn't really seen anything like this before. Remember, this was 10 years ago. And the rest of it, I think, I think you'll, you'll, you'll understand what it is when you see it. My God. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled uh, the White House called me uh, tonight uh, because uh, I'm actually working on a hip-hop album. Uh, It's a concept album about the life of someone I think embodies hip-hop, Treasury Secretary Alexander Hamilton. You laugh, but it's true. Um, He was was born a a penniless orphan uh, in St. Croix of illegitimate birth, um, became George Washington's right-hand man, uh, became Treasury Secretary, caught beef with every other founding father, uh, and all on the strength of his writing. I think he embodies... uh, the word's ability to make a difference. Uh, So uh, I'm going to be doing the first song from that tonight. I'm accompanied by Tony and Grammy-winning music director Alex Lacamoire. Uh, Anything you need to know, I'll be playing uh, Vice President Aaron Burr. uh, And snap along if you like. As a bastard orphan son of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by providence impoverished and squalor grow up to be a hero and a scholar the ten dollar founding father without a father got a lot farther by working a lot harder by being a lot smarter by being a self-starter by 14 then you placed him in charge of a trade and charter and every day while slaves were being slaughtered or carted away across the 
the waves our Hamilton kept his guard up inside he was longing for something to be a part of the brother was ready to beg steal marble barter and a hurricane came devastation reigned and our man saw his future drip dripping down the drain put a pencil to his temple connected it to his brain and he wrote his first refrain a testament to his pain got around they said this kid is insane man took up a collection just to send him to the mainland get your education don't forget from whence you came and the world is gonna know your name what's your name man alexander hamilton his name is alexander hamilton and there's a million things he hasn't done but just you wait just you wait was 10 his father split full of it debt ridden two years later see alex and his mother bedridden half dead sitting in their own sick the scent thick and alex got better but his mother went quick moved in with a cousin the cousin committed suicide left him with nothing but ruined pride something new inside a voice saying alex you gotta fend for yourself he started retreating and reading every treatise on the shelf there would have been nothing left to do for someone less to stoop. He would have been dead and destitute without a cent of restitution. Started working, clerking for his late mother's landlord. Trading sugar cane and rum and all the things he can't afford. Scamming for every book he can get his hands on. Planning for the future. See him now as he stands on the bow of a ship. Headed for a new land in New York. You can't be a new man. The ship is in the harbor now. See if you can spot him. Another immigrant coming up from the bottom His enemies destroyed his rep America forgot him and me I'm the damn fool that shot him Alexander Hamilton We were waiting in the weeds for you You could never back down You always had to speak your mind But Alexander Hamilton We could never take your deeds from you in our cowardice and our shame We will try to destroy your name But the world will never be the same Alexander Yeah, I'm the damn genius that shot him Oh my goodness, my goodness this is crazy, right? And you saw like all these people like stand up and cheer. What, what did you feel when you saw that? What did you feel? Like, what did you hear? What did you see? What happened there in that room in the White House is all these people that something in their souls resonated with what Lynn Manuel Miranda did. And that thing that resonates with us is that part of our soul, that creative part of our soul. I think, that's, I think that's a part of it. And I think when we experience creativity and beauty and excellence and music and rhythm, it just calls to our souls. It just calls to our souls. All right, so let me move on to the third movement of this, is that creativity of itself is cool. It's like, wow, that's cool. That's so creative. That's cool. But creativity itself points us back to a creator. That when we experience creativity, it actually points us back to a creator. 
it actually points us back. See, creativity itself, you can't, you can't weigh it. Creativity, so for all the engineers out there, all the science, physics people, like, creativity, you can't, you can't measure it. You can't weigh it. You can only see the results of it. You can only, it creativity is invisible until it manifests itself in some kind of form. And then you see it, and you see the evidence of it, and then that evidence of it points back to a creator. It points back to a creator. And all of creation, the universe, all these things, light, the earth, plants, animals, the skies, the stars, the Big Bang, gravity waves, all of that points back to something much more mysterious. There's going to be a picture up here, um, and this is a picture, this is a drawing, a graphite drawing of um, the young man that was standing right here playing the small guitar. This is a, this is a graphite drawing of Micah, and uh, it's, it's, it's cool. It looks just like him. It looks just like him. And uh, this was done by his sister, Crystal, and it was, it was drawn, she drew it, Crystal drew it from this photograph. Ah, that's creative, huh? Wow, man. Yeah, she's ha- she got some awesome parents. Wow. <laughs> Who are sitting right there. Ah, they're super awesome. Wow. So when you look at this picture, you go, wow, that's cool. That's so awesome. And then you know it's Micah, and you go, wow, that, that's Micah. That, that does look like Micah. Where is Crystal? She's not in the picture. You don't see Crystal. But you see the result of what Crystal created. And this is what I'm trying to get at with how God is at work in the world. That we see all of this creation all around us, but that we actually can use creativity and creation itself to look through that to see God. And that's what this is. Crystal's not here. We don't see her. But we see the evidence of what she did. And so this is an example of that. That creativity and creation points us back to a creator. You know, I asked Crystal about uh, how hard was this to do? How hard was that drawing? And she goes, oh, yeah, it was hard. It was really hard. And as I was thinking about how hard it was for her to make that graphite drawing, I thought, I wonder how hard it is to actually make a human being. Because this is a drawing. Micah's great, but this is a 2D representation of Micah. But how hard is it to make a human? And so I think about the people that are here. The person that's sitting next to you, or the person that's in front of you or behind you. That you are a miracle. The way that you are put together, the way that you are knit together, you are an incredible, wow, that's awesome, creation. That you yourselves, your creativity, your life points to a creator. Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14, it says it like this. 
For you formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Right? We are fearfully and wonderfully made, knit together, that us as created living beings, we ourselves, our very life points back to a creator. All right, so these are these three movements. These are these three movements so far in the message. Number one, that God is creative. God made all this stuff. And then number two, that we are made in God's image. That we as, are made in the image of this creator God so that when we see human creativity, it is a reflection of God's creativity. And then the third movement is that creativity points us back to a creator, whether it's a picture or something in music, or even our very lives. It points us back to a creator. So then the fourth movement, the last movement of the message, is actually an activity. I'm calling it uh, an immersion activity. I'm trying to uh, give us an experience of something creative and to invite us to simply receive it with gratitude. It's a way that we can come to, ex- to understand and experience creativity is that we receive what we're seeing or experiencing or hearing with, with gratitude. And, and I'm doing it that way because I think that's actually a way that we can watch for God, that we simply receive with gratitude as we're watching for God out in the world. It means that we surrender We have to surrender a part of ourselves to participate in the creative thing that we're watching or the creative thing that we're seeing unfold before us. We have to surrender ourselves a little bit to it. Um, The the process, or I'm trying to teach us how to see this way, um, there are a couple of obstacles that I feel like I need to name. There are some obstacles that sometimes we have when we're experiencing something creative. Some of it has to do with posture. So even just having our arms crossed like this is more closed down. It's harder to receive creativity if our arms are crossed versus if our arms are, are open. So that's just one, one thing is when we get to the activity, if, if you just want to uncross your arms, that would be something, that, that would be one obstacle that you, you could overcome. Um, another thing is that sometimes when we enter into, into creativity, we might be fearful of our own emotions and um, the emotions that we might encounter. Um, so as, as much as possible, just be courageous with your emotions. Um, when I watched Avengers Endgame, I cried like six times in that film. Um, and so just, just, be, just be you. You do you. Just be open. And if you need to cry, go ahead and cry. Um, Sometimes we try to control the outcome. Just, just, again, try to release the outcome. Don't try to control the outcome. And then the last thing is sometimes when we encounter creativity, we take the role of the critic. Um, we live in a modern society. We live in Yelp society, and people are three-starring Facebook stuff all the time. Just, like, don't take the role of a critic. 
the critic is a safe position, a false safety. You kind of are in control, but you stand off. Don't, don't, don't take the role of the critic. Release the role of the critic. Surrender to the creativity and participate. And, and just be as open as you can. Um, and, and, um, and if you don't like this immersion activity, you can, you can let me know afterwards, and you can criticize this whole, whole message if you want. Okay. Um, I'm going to hand out something um, for you guys, and I'll give the media people a little chance to um, prepare, because it takes a little uh, finagling back there. Um, what we're about to witness is something from the play, uh, the musical, called uh, Les Mis, Les Miserables. And some of you may have seen it, and some of you maybe haven't seen it, um, but what I'm handing around are the words to the song that we're going to um, see in just a moment. And uh, hopefully I have enough. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of running. Please pass these around if you can. So let me explain a little bit of what we're going to see, because just to orient you a little bit. So uh, Les Miserables is one of the longest-running musicals in the world. It has played on Broadway. It has played on uh, London's West End. It has played in many, many, many places, probably for the last 30 years or so, 25, 30 years. And there have been lots of different casts or productions, lots of different actors who have uh, sung these parts. We are about to watch uh, a song that's sung by the character Jean Valjean. Um, but you're going to see four men on the stage. In the regular musical, it's just one man playing it. But these four men have played Jean Valjean in different productions all over the world. So they are coming together for this special performance. So they've played Jean Valjean. The song is called um, Bring Him Home. It is sung by Jean Valjean for a man named Marius. It's a prayer. He's praying uh, for uh, Marius. And Marius is a young man. There's going to be a big battle uh, the next day. And so Jean Valjean is singing this song over this young man, praying this song so that this young man will be safe in battle. And the reason he's concerned about this young man and that he survives the battle the next day, uh, Valjean is concerned about this young man because his, his, his daughter, uh, who was an orphan, um, Jean Valjean raised his daughter, this, this orphan daughter, Cosette. And now Cosette's a young woman, and Cosette is in love with Marius. And so Jean Valjean is praying that God will bring Marius home uh, safely. Um, let me just read the words to this song. Um, and uh, it's, uh, I think you guys will get to it in just a second. Uh, there it is. It's the Valjean Quartet. Just saying. You're almost there. Um, Here's the words. God on high, hear my prayer. In my need, you have always been there. He's young, he's afraid. Valjean is singing about Marius. He's young, he's afraid. Let him rest, heaven bless, bring him home. He's like the son I might have known if God had granted me a son. The summers die one by one, how soon they fly on and on. And I am old and will be gone. Bring him peace, bring him joy. He is young, he is only a boy. 
you can take, you can give. Let him be, let him live. If I die, let me die. Let him live. Bring him home. Bring him home. That's the, that's it.
All right, let's pray together. God, I thank you that all around us there's creativity. God, you are a creative God and that we are made in your image. God, I pray that as we continue to live our lives and walk through our daily lives, that that you might open up for us our eyes and our ears to see the ways that you are at play and that you are at work around us. God, for creativity, thank you for the ways that we see beauty and experience excellence, that it resonates with our soul. God, may you open us up to what you are doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.